Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Hello, Andy Murray's very good friends. Not necessarily mine. We'll see how the comment section goes and we'll uh, have a look at that. Welcome to today's news video where we report on the major main event set for Double or Nothing. Cody is a very nice guy indeed. The Forbidden Door's going to swing open again next week. And there's a major title change on AEW Dynamite last night. But we lead with news of a major last-minute rewrite on AEW Dynamite last night. I'm Michael Citric from What Culture. I'm Michael Hamlet from What Culture. And this is the news. Yes, according to Dave Meltzer um, on Twitter last night, he wrote that in a rare occurrence, this usually happens on a Tuesday morning, such a report, <laughs> AEW Dynamite was last minute rewrite city given the absence of Hangman Page World Champion as a result of COVID, as he himself disclosed on Twitter last night. Now, to be completely honest, Hamlet, I read this report and thought, eh. I didn't notice anything at all. Mm. Every match proceeded as scheduled, and there were no timing issues. That might have been an indication or a byproduct of some last-minute panic backstage, given that the show was very different to what was originally envisaged. I assume that there was meant to be some angle or a stare-down or a promo or something of that nature set to advance the Hangman Page CM Punk feud. But if anything, I'm not saying it's a good thing that Hangman Page missed the show, but these are professionals, they know what they're doing, and this applies very, very much in the case of CM Punk, who cut a tremendous short promo, saving a lot for the weeks to come to set up that match. There'll be lots of talk about how great this match is going to be in the very near future. Hopefully they'll let us into the story and it'll be great. But did you have any sort of inkling that there were there was potential panic afoot last not, night? Not really. Was there a safer pair of hands really than CM Punk no. to cut a stirring, rallying cry sort of promo when potentially there was going to be a bit of a face-off between the two? It was almost nice that he got to see the graphic at the same time yeah. as everybody else. I did it. I got to the top of the rankings. You know, that was perhaps not what the original idea was with presumably something akin to last week where they face off for the first time, they exchanged their words. But we've got weeks to go, so yeah. we're spoiled with time, we're spoiled with the quality of the performer, and we're spoiled not with Vince McMahon, who, as you say, on a Tuesday, when we're reporting this sort of thing, uh, has probably torn up a script and then forced performers last minute to do some awkward pre-tape together. This was the best possible case scenario from a series of worst case ones and certainly as you say other than the uh, Blackpool Combat Club versus the Factory being added late that's a weekly thing now that yeah that's a new thing that they late, do late edition didn't feel like the chaos that you would typically associate with this kind of story. Yeah, incidentally, if you want to know our in-depth thoughts on AEW Dynamite, make sure to subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from for in-depth analysis from the Dudley Boys later on today. Just an incidental point before we go to the next news story. Um, you're not allowed anymore, sorry, to say that AEW doesn't do sports-oriented storytelling because man who wins an exceptional amount of matches versus the world champion is basically Liverpool versus Man City, and that's as sports-oriented as it is. 
gets. Um, the main event of Dynamite wasn't particularly sports-oriented, just to make a complete tit of myself and betray that point, uh, because in a match between Scorpio Sky and Sammy Guevara, a ladder match, a title change did happen. Yes, Scorpio Sky is your new two-time... That sounds weird, considering how... Uh, rapid everything is developed in the storyline but nonetheless Scorpio Sky as a baby face just to make it all the more chaotic is your new TNT champion again we will give you in-depth thoughts later on wherever you get your podcast from as to the quality of the match but the title change has happened if you were to tell me three four five weeks ago this is the direction that we're going to go in I would be like, mm, I'm not sure about that. And yet the last three minutes of this match, Scorpio Sky got over huge as a baby face. Some of his body language was absolutely incredible when he took the mick out of Sammy Guevara's thing. I really pop for that. I'll let you know if I pop for the match later on on the podcast. But yes, new TNT champion. Is that the correct decision for you, Pamphlet? I think so. Um, if nothing else, on the night it felt right and sometimes that's enough. It'll remain to be seen in the weeks to come, I guess, how much that Philadelphia crowd going bananas for Scorpio Sky's victory was as much down to their hatred of yes. this Sammy Guevara gimmick as it is their love for Scorpio Sky. But, crucially, last week... Um, AEW inserted Frankie Kazarian as Scorpio Sky's friend that predates the men of the year, predates his relationship yeah. with Dan Lambert. Almost humanises Scorpio Sky again as the guy we want to remember who challenged Chris Jericho, the guy who yeah. was one half of the first tag team champions. And then bringing him in at the end for them two to have their moment, much to the chagrin of Dan Lambert, almost suggested a possible pulling away of mm. Scorpio Sky from the men of the year, or indeed a swerve turn on him and Kazarian. It just had a little bit of heart to it, yeah. which is kind of anything but what's happened with Sammy Guevara's recent one. I'm not a huge fan of them hot potato in the title. I worry slightly that they've kind of backslid into making this what happens to this belt and they'll just do that now. Yeah. I think ultimately it's going to trivialise title changes. A lot of people have said it um, and I don't think it's without merit that the belt hasn't felt as prestigious as when Miro held that like tight and terrifying grip over it. The match, however, was of that ridiculous stunt show quality that we've come to accept. And yeah, I think it'll remain to be seen in the next few weeks what to do with Sky as to whether or not this will scan as a true babyface turn or people were just glad to see the back of Sammy Guevara champion. If nothing else, if it's reaction booking, it's fan service reaction booking. Fans will buzz in to see Guevara battered and left without the belt. Yeah, absolutely. So what you're saying, Hamlet, in as many words, is let it play out. Let it play out. Let's see where it Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey everyone, I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Before we go any further, though, this podcast is brought to you by Rocket Money. Do you ever feel like money is just flying out of your account and you've got no idea where it's going? Well, it's all those subscriptions. I mean, think about it. Between streaming services, fitness apps, delivery services, it is endless. I'm guilty of this, so I used Rocket Money to help me find out what subscriptions I'm actually spending money on, and it was more shocking than a wrestling betrayal. You see, Rocket Money is a personal 
personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in cancelled subscriptions. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. That's rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. Rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. Let it play out. Uh, Something's going to play out next week on AEW Dynamite, and those things are related to the Forbidden Door. Um, Two matches announced that have got Forbidden Door implications, one of which is outright confirmed. The other one was heavily teased, and I think it's pretty obvious what the direction is. Firstly, um, in a match set to decide the uh, unanimous, unified? Yeah. Uh, Unified. Unified. Uh, um, ROH Women's World Championship. It's going to be Impact Champion, Knockouts Champion, uh, Diana Parazzo versus... This is Mercedes Martinez. Now, these two women have chemistry. Uh, we've seen in, uh, indications of this before. Um, and just on a genuine subjective level, it's really nice for Diana Parazzo to get the main event, uh, not the main event, but like the, the mainstream televised cable stage um, in front of a packed arena um, because she's done some very, very solid work and lengthy uh, work with a really long stint with that knockouts title, earning rave reviews. Um, to those select few who do really consistently keep up with um, Impact Wrestling, but she's got the chance to show that she's one of the best women's wrestlers in North America. I think it's also a chance for Mercedes Martinez to really show um, what she can do, because I don't think we've quite seen it in all elite wrestling thus far. Um, I really hope for the best. I hope it's a great match. hope they completely knock it out of the park. Um, my only concern, realistically, and you know me, Hamlet, I hate exposition. I hate being spoon-fed details. I hate having my hand held. I hate having to endure constant recaps, right? But given how cold the um, general AEW audience is to women's matches when they are worked by people who are actually involved on the roster, do you think, A, the match is going to be good, and B, it would have killed them to have shown footage, a one-minute highlight package of what Diana Parazzo can do, considering what she does do is very good? It's a worry. It's a worry, and so it should be most weeks now, unfortunately, with the women's matches or the women's programmes. You worry about just how much focus spotlight they'll get. This is interesting, as you say, because of the Forbidden Door ramifications. We are still watching Tony Khan himself figure out the relationship with Ring of Honor as a developmental, as a feeder group. Obviously, this folding in Parazzo as an impact wrestler, but for the Ring of Honor interim title like kind of adds a new wrinkle to it. There's going to be presumably two belts that are going to be unified into one, as was the case with the TNT title. And it's going to be interesting here to see if Khan wants to go with Mercedes Martinez because of her AEW links, which is certainly what he did at Supercard of Honor. It was a very heavily AEW Victoria show to make it clear what his vision of Ring of Honor was going to be. Or... Do you have Parazzo win because she was very popular as Ring of Honor Women's Champion? And then he kind of suggests, well, I'm going to use Impact Wrestlers for my Ring of Honor yeah. favorite too. There's loads of... What, what doesn't seem to be the case with the what you would imagine the New Japan relationship is there didn't seem to be anything in the way of political difficulties when he was working with Impact previously. Yeah. So I think the result being more in doubt might actually add a bit of heat to this. The AW audience will presumably be familiar with both. As you say, it would have been nice to get it on Dynamite. Road 2 is all off, is all too often becoming the safety net. Well, loads of it covered on Road 2. I'm getting the feeling that isn't enough with some of these matches because yes. in the building on the night, you're not sensing that everybody is quite engaged yeah. with that. 
Um, it remains to be seen. Belts go a long way. Titles go a long way. Right, unification yes. stuff goes a long way to kind of elevating the heat. But it wouldn't hurt them at least using Rampage while there's still time left to put a little bit more, like, throw a bit of gas on the fire. Absolutely. I expect, just following on from that point, that the vast majority of AEW fans will be aware of the man who was explicitly teased as Wardlow's next opponent um, on Dynamite last night in a really fun monster mash. Um, Wardlow went over um, Lance Archer. This obviously annoyed Maxwell Jacob Friedman because his uh, latest mercenary didn't get the job done. So he decided to reach into those deep pockets and hire another. In a backstage segment, he rang somebody, it wasn't explicitly, uh, explicitly easy for me to say clear, um, who it was, but we kind of got an idea. MGF described this man as taller, more intelligent, and something else? He said you can't teach Says that. So it's Enzo Amore. <laughs> I mean, if only he had the height. Only he had the height, he would have been a star. It could work as well, and that would have helped him as well. But yes, it really feels like a great deal that W. Morrissey, the former big cast, is going to make his AEW debut in a match against Wardlow um, next week on Dynamite. This is strange because he's heavily pushed on Impact, so there's a lot of uh, political intrigue in terms of the match layout. Presumably it's going to go long, um, but I've got a good feeling about this. If nothing else, right? And they can do loads of things well. AEW doesn't get enough credit for how great its finishes are. I remember, right, uh, last year, they had, um, I think it was Fighter Fest and Fight for the Fallen. Or I might get the events the wrong way around, but it doesn't really matter. But John Moxley, one week, was booked to lose a Texas death match opposite Lance Archer. The very next week, they hired, um, on a one-off basis, Nick Gage to work Chris Jericho in a death match. And that's some problem. They, Mox and Gage who've got like the two most palpable, proper, badass auras in all of pro wrestling, kind of had to lose and decisively, and they got around that mm. absolutely magnificently well. So I've got no doubt whatsoever that they'll have something really sort of ingenious, devilishly uh, clever in mind for how to put um, Wardlow over at the expense of W. Uh, Morrissey. So I'm looking forward to the match. Um, it's a strange one. I don't think a lot of people, um, just to be perfectly blunt about it, sort of like fantasy booked or fan cast um, w. Morrissey, um, into a slot and a featured one at that on Dynamite but you know the guy's really overcome some personal troubles it's sort of a very nice moment I think realistically for him to sort of go back in front of a full arena get the chance to get over again and prove that you know he's in a much better place now um, I just think it's a nice thing it is a nice thing and you know like sometimes this kind of as you say nobody would fantasy booked it but sometimes this kind of unpredictable is a good kind yeah. this came completely out of left field but it's left us with lots of different things to speculate on than maybe what we would have done if MJF had gone back to the roster like he had done with Lance Archer or the Butcher it's cute that MJF believes taller is the answer yeah. that's very war of 2024 yes, yes thinking to be like, go taller if in doubt and you've made a point there about what we know about the struggles that uh, W. Morrissey has endured on the road back to sort of wrestling superstardom, I guess, post-big cast. Uh, there's an, certainly always a novelty to having a, a face from recent times that you remember that nostalgia doesn't feel that well-worn when it comes to the likes of acts like Enzo and Cass. And just like uh, with Nick Gage, for example, where there was no follow-through, but once Nick Gage had failed in his efforts to help MJF, you felt like MJF was just wanting rid of him. What a waste of my time and yeah. a waste of my money. You could see that happening again with Morrissey and immediately him getting the sympathy back. Yeah. Uh, Jeff Cobb was once an inner circle hitman in very much that the same awesome way. That was awesome as well. The heels... That feel, finish was awesome as well. Yeah, the heels feel like they're getting something and we as fans get something else. Mm -hmm. And there's almost a bit of a heart in the mercenary by the end. They're quite cool at making the whole thing feel quite nice by the yeah. end. Um, 
I want this ultimately to MJF to just keep looking up and up and eventually paying, paying out big for Paul White to get out the uh, commentary table and work the big match. But not this the giant, nice... not the giant. I would have expected you to say. No. Who, well, do, you, who do you really want to see Hamlet? Look, I want Big Kev to get the payday. Obviously, I do. If we get Kevin Nash and Bret Hart on AEW television within the same sort of month or two, with these continuing inferences to either men, I mean, the war, the wrestling war is over as we know it. Like Vince Man's in trouble. Like he's going to look at that and he's finally like, oh, they are actually competition like Ted Turner's show. I don't know what this says about you and your sort of weird, like, telepathic connection with Vince McMahon, but I genuinely was teeing you up to say the great Carly. Oh, <laughs> yeah, him as well. I'll take him. Like, a, a giant challenge. I would love a that. A giant invitational series. And, if nothing else, like, a test of Wardlow's... Uh, Guess. I want to I see Wardlow bump and feed for the uh, for the big chop. I want to see what, what what kind of spring he's got. Good snap. Good snap. Good snap <laughs> of a Carly chop. That's how, got, that's how a guy gets over. Snap. <laughs> So from one nice story to another... One WWE superstar to another. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, I'm going to get my phone out. Forgive me. This is going to derail the momentum of the news video, but I really don't want to get anyone's uh, name wrong um, as it pertains to this story. But um, a few months ago, um, it was reported by ABC in Philadelphia that um, a fan, um, an AEW fan by the name of uh, Tyler Williams tragically lost his older brother and Cody Rhodes reached out to him and said, look, the next time we are in the area, we will make sure that you get a ticket um, for AEW Dynamite. Of course, since then, Cody Rhodes has jumped from AEW um, to WWE and the fan in question was a little bit apprehensive about whether that um, would stay true and whether he could still be able to go to the show to continue to bond with his nephew over their shared love of All Elite Wrestling. And because he's an absolutely stand-up guy, you might have a professional opinion on Cody Rhodes and you're entitled to it. Something like this has worked with the community outreach program and particularly how much good he did for the Huber family. The guy's incredibly sound in real life is Cody Rhodes. And despite being in WWE, he stayed true to his promise. He got the guy's tickets and he also put in a little complimentary ticket for, I believe, the uh, Saturday night's main event, which is how they are branding uh, this month's tour. Cody Rhodes is a stand-up guy in real life. What do you think of all this? Well, it's amazing. How rare is it now do we get to say that like 2022 or the modern world we're living in is actually the best version of it? We've got, from a strictly wrestling standpoint, we've got a universe now where wrestlers can jump ship between sides, but that fans that have been offered something like this, a nice gesture, get to win regardless. Yeah. Cody Rhodes being on both sides and having the ability to get tickets for both shows is the best case scenario for audiences to enjoy the fact that wrestlers jump. Yes. I want this to be precedent setting in the fact that if such it's an odd set of circumstances where somebody would switch or somebody with the ability to get tickets would switch but let's have more of it you know yeah. like when wrestlers move between the companies if an Adam Cole had similarly befriended somebody in NXT you would like to think that the exact same thing would apply course, time and time again and this is so much nicer than the petty bitchiness of the wrestling war of old, when the wrestlers themselves can just be nicer people. Absolutely, it's just a tribalistic work, all this mm. nonsense, and you know, uh, all wrestlers have friends of the different companies, yeah. they probably are in their DMs taking the piss out of certain mm -hmm. tweets about it. This is ultimately what matters, the fan experience, and under the worst circumstances imaginable, this guy's getting double his uh, fun and double his value, and I hope he has a great time uh, going forward and um, bonding over professional wrestling with his family. Well, that was today's news video. Um, as I mentioned earlier on during it, we are dropping a podcast later on today, um, reviewing in-depth analysis all about AEW Dynamite. Um, you can get that 
on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. We'll be posting a link to it. We're interested in your opinions on last night's show because I think it's been a bit divisive. Uh, you can do that for all of us at What Culture WWE. Whilst you're there, you can follow Michael Hamflet at Michael Hamflet. You can follow me at M Sidgwick. We'll have another news video for you tomorrow. It'll probably be with the A team, but thank you for persisting all this time with the C team. We're a little bit nervous, but we got yeah. through it in the end. Have a very nice rest of your day, unless you're a dick in the comments, and we will see you soon. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.